Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. So, hey, Max, let me ask you this, though. When, when your girls were little, what do you mean? What, um, what type of fruit? What type of fruit did you give them? Did you give them certain fruits? Yeah, yeah. I tried to give them. I tried to. Get, it's so funny, Key. I tried to give them all types of different kinds of flavors and spices and everything. And as soon as they could, as got older, right? Like, because my oldest is fourteen, my youngest is seven. I got an eleven also. Everything is beige that they eat. Red pasta. They don't want sauce on it. They don't want. Oh, it's too spicy. <laughs> little but, spicy little butter, or olive oil. Oh. They call it a day. Yeah, everything's spicy. Why do you ask? No, the reason. Yeah, the reason I ask because I was gonna say, is it a crime if you if you take your kids' frozen fruit mm-hmm. and bring it to work to eat? No, is that a crime? No, it's I, great. Because no, I just had it. some frozen grapes. Yeah, that's so, good, right? <laughs> I'm like. Damn, I forgot how good these are. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Yo, my, my kids only eat half their food anyway, so I eat kids' food constantly, a little mac and cheese. That's why I can't take I off can't the weight. I can't eat kids' mac and cheese. Oh, I get Kids no. so good off their plate. So unhealthy. Yeah, well, it is, but, you know, it's like I don't want to waste the food. It's powder cheese. It is. It's so disgusting, no, but I not, love it no. for some reason. <laughs> I got a no, taste for I it. No, I work too hard to eat that now, man. I'm not messing with that. Hey, uh, O.C. Humanure. Either some athletes in this town in New York, that man you're always going to have a special love for. Those are two of my favorite days of my whole life. Really, I think they're in the top ten. Like I, I know why people get strung out because if that's what it feels like when people get addicted to something, I get it, man. Two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time All-Pro, OCU Minura with us. What's going on, OC? Yes, sir. What's going on? How you, first of all, let me just tell you, I love frozen grapes myself, man. Those are like, they're like candy, right? You oh, stick them in the freezer, you bring them out there. Man. Incredible, incredible. I, yeah, I, I just had a whole Ziploc bag full. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> so good. OC, what are you expecting, Vikings-Giants? Expecting a win. I mean, obviously, I think the last time we played them, it was a good game. They had to do... They had to pull up another Minnesota miracle for them to win, and I don't think it's going to be the situation this time. Entirely too tough of a team the New York Giants are right now, playing with too much confidence. I believe they go in there and they get that dub. Oh, see, you've been in this situation before where you've had to not necessarily play for your contract but prove that you can go get the quarterback and show the Giants and show Atlanta, look, I'm I'm this dude, I need to get my money. And Saquon – is in this situation now. How big of a game is this for him, not only for the bag, but also to show that he is back to doing the things that he's capable of doing? Massive game for him, man. Massive game for him. Obviously, he's had a very, very good season. Uh, Injury plague last year, but now he has come back to the guy who everybody thought he was. He has to justify the fact that he was the number two overall pick, and he has done that and more. So going into the playoffs, this is where things really, really count especially if you're a New York fan, if you're a Giant fan, you know the legacy we have there. A lot is riding on this guy's shoulders, and I believe he can actually deliver. So he has to go out there and perform the way we know he's capable of performing, and the New York Giants have to have to renumerate him. They have to pay him accordingly, and I think they'll do just that. O.C., I, there, I see certain similarities with the kind of character of this team and the teams that you played on in the sense that even though Eli had a lot more fanfare – but he was really a quarterback who was like, you know, keep it nice and steady as she goes 
Eli, don't turn the ball over. And then, you know, a couple <laughs> times a game on third down, we're going to need you to come up with something, right? Now, Daniel Jones is much more mobile and not as big a deal as Eli. He wasn't the first overall pick and all that stuff, Manning name. But I, it seems to me that there's some similarities. Like, you guys had that fearsome up front, you know, like you had four guys who could go get the quarterback. So does this team. Two of them in the middle, right? Two of them on the ends. And, and they run the ball, et cetera. Do you see certain similarities with this team and the team that you played on? No question about that. And, and the more you elaborate on it, the more you speak about it, the more you actually do see it. Um, we went into the, into the playoffs, and nobody really gave us much of a chance, right? Nobody thought we were the best team in football. And to be honest with you, we really weren't. But we, just, uh, we, we were the hottest team at that particular time. And if you look at the way the Giants are playing right now, like you alluded to, those two guys in the middle, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, outstanding. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, playing well. If Aziz Ojolari is healthy, this guy is one of the best pass rushers in football, as his numbers would indicate. On the back end, they might have some injury questions, but some of those guys are now coming on. And then offensively, Daniel Jones. A lot of people were talking about Daniel Jones. I had belief in him. I came on the show earlier. And I told you guys that this was the guy, and he has actually proved me right. I am so excited to watch this game against the Minnesota Vikings, fellas. How can they apply pressure? And you've done this, been in this situation before. How can they apply pressure to Kirk Cousins and get him to turn the football over? Yeah, well, Minnesota has two pretty good offensive tackles, man. So I think a lot of the pressure is going to have to come from the inside initially. And this is where Dexter Lawrence, and my main man, Leonard Williams, are going to be the key because Dexter, outstanding football season. This guy, all-pro, pro bowl player, he's playing out of his mind. And Leonard Williams is a very, very good football player, too. So if they're able to put that pressure up the middle and not allow Kirk Cousins to step up into the pocket, we've seen what Kirk, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has done over these past couple of games coming up the edge. If Aziz is healthy, him coming off the edge, they're going to constrict this pocket around this man like a bowl constrictor, and they're going to get after him. So, for me, the pressure has to start from the middle, and then the ends are going to finish it out. If they lose to Minnesota on Sunday, how successful of a season was it for the Giants? Massive success. I think if you would have told me the Giants were going to go 9-8 and eight this season or even finish 500, everybody would have celebrated, right? But here they are. They're in the playoffs. And to be honest with you, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Giants fan. I believe they can win this game. Minnesota is a vulnerable football team. And so imagine if they go in there and they do win. But even if they lose, you look at the amount of talent that they have on this football team. If you look at what they've been able to get out of the players on this football team, you have to say that they had a great season. Brian Dable, Coach Dable, uh, talking to OCU Manura, two-time Super Bowl champion with the New York football giants, two-time All-Pro. How many was it against uh, Was it Winston Justice? Was it uh, five sacks, six sacks? Oh, six. Six, oh, six. 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 six of them. Yeah. Six, six and six five on yeah. Justice, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, that was in. By the way, <laughs> that wasn't a, a, that wasn't over the course of a career. Everyone, that man, was in that one was just game. Being a bully. <laughs> that was in one was. game. <laughs> OC was out there being a bully. Hey, if you can't hit the curveball, keep throwing the curveball. If you can't stop the right hand, keep throwing the right hand. I mean, come on. But OC, uh, Coach Dable said that it's playoff experience. To be honest, he thinks is overrated. Now, I understand he's motivating the team and everything, and he may be right about that anyway. It's not as important as preparation, as he said, and how you execute on game day, obviously. But from another point of view, whatever the experience is here, especially if it's a good one, I would think that could help the team moving forward, help Daniel Jones' maturation, all of that. What do you think the value is to this franchise of this game, win or lose? 
you have to get there, right? Like, um, we went to the playoffs in 2005. We lost. We went again in 2006. We lost. So by the time 2007 got around, we actually had the experience in there to go into those games and know what it was like to be in that environment, right? So with the New York Giants, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. A lot of those guys weren't even in the league at that time. So they're going to go into a situation that is a very, very hostile and a very, very different environment than they've been in so far. So getting that experience, no matter if they come out with a victory or come out with a loss, getting that experience is going to be incredible and it's going to be very valuable for them moving forward. Because if you look at the way this team is constructed and you look at the way they're built, you can say if this team goes out and they get a number, a true number one wide receiver, a Tishon Johnson, if you may, this is a team that could actually be one of the best teams in the NFC, even though they are that right now without that kind of player. Yeah, I, I, listen, what about Daniel Jones? Um, also, we've been talking a lot about how, you know, if you look at the development of every other quarterback, except for Lamar Jackson, right, Jalen Hurst, they go get him A.J. Brown, and they go get Diggs for Josh Allen, and, and, and you know, it, all these other quarterbacks, they go get him a receiver. His best receiver is a tight end, Bellinger. I mean, like, he's not throwing anybody, <laughs> right? Like, what do you think? What do you? I, we need to find out about Daniel Jones, but what do you know about him so far? Listen, I think when you look at the way this man has performed over the course of this year, didn't get the contract extension. Everybody was, you know, belittling him, saying that he wasn't going to be the guy moving forward. All he needed was the right coach, the right guy to come in. He has had so many different offensive coordinators, different coaches, different this, different that. Nobody played to his strengths. But that's exactly what Brian Debo has been able to do coming in there along with Kafka. And they have implemented a game plan that has allowed this guy to succeed. And he makes play after play after play when the Giants need him to make those plays. All the credit in the world goes to him for how he's performed over the course of this season. And uh, OCU Manura, as I do every time a Giant from those uh, teams comes on the show, thank you very much for those memories. Uh, Those are, as I mentioned, key. Those are two of the greatest days of my life, including the birth of my children. I mean, my children are above that. But I'm just saying, (laughs) like, they're top ten along with that. Thanks, OC. All right, O. Thank you guys so much, man. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, 
Jay Will and Max. Lamar Jackson, he shouldn't have to crawl and beg and plead to get a deal done as valuable as he is for your organization and your football team. He shouldn't be in a situation of feeling stressed out. You should have given him what his market value is a long time ago and not try to shortchange him. I know. Sound crazy, but right? instead, the Ravens have played games with Lamar's money. Offering him one thirty, whatever guaranteed. When Russell Wilson got a buck sixty, and so did Kyler Murray, or something like that. How can when I? Deshaun Watson, with all the BS and the legal issues that he had, and what they were, got two thirty guaranteed in the same division. Hadn't done anything yet. Lamar's won an MVP, playoff games, the whole thing. They come to him. And they released to the media $250 million deal with half of it guaranteed. Nonsense. Key? Yeah, I, I had to laugh because I uh, listened to our rejoin. I'm like, oh, he tried to short change him. He came off him $133 million. And I know people listening like, short change? Because well, <laughs> I had to think myself, though. You know, I'm like, $133 million? Ah, maybe I won't use short change. <laughs> but, Key, it is short change because no, it is. whatever yeah, job you're doing, like anyone listening to you, you'd be driving a truck right now listening to KJM. But if you found out everyone else driving your route got twice as much as you, <laughs> you make all your deliveries, you're on time, you're the best at it, and you, you know, you're, they're yeah. offering you half as much? What would you think about oh, that? Oh, but that all, no, it always happens. It happened to me. That's one of the reasons I had to lead the Jets. I outperformed my contract in a fat, quick, fast, and a hurry. Even though I had two years left on it, I outperformed it, and everybody else is making this. I'm like, hold on, man. Y'all not getting ready to do this to me. Y'all going to give me what I deserve. And that's the same way I feel about Lamar. Um, the, you know, you you offered him 133 uh guaranteed out of the two, whatever, 250 when Kyler Murray and – and, and Russell Wilson and even Josh Allen are all over the 133 guaranteed mark. Like you didn't even get, you didn't even offer me the 161 that Russell Wilson got on the guarantee side. You offered me 37 million dollars less. So it's like, come on, man. Come on, they came in 100 million light. 100 million light Look. on the total deal. But I don't care about the total deal. I care about the guaranteed, guaranteed That's right. money. That's what I mean. The 100 million light because. I'm saying that because 230 guaranteed to but Deshaun. Deshaun wow, different situation. But, but okay. Deshaun's situation but Key, can we be can do explained the same different, though. Okay, so Lamar, Lamar could do the same thing, Key, and say, okay, now I want that situation. Let's but just you don't say, want that situation because that ain't the situation. <laughs> no, 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 but that's not what – remember, he, they were going to trade him before all that, right? Yeah, but they, wasn't, they were going to trade him before all that, but – it wasn't going to be the same. If none of that ever happened and he just wanted out, they would have got whatever couple picks. He wouldn't have been able to say, I need I 250. So Lamar's got to get himself in trouble. Go jaywalk. No, he Lamar. doesn't. Lamar, go, go cross against the cross on a no. red light. Cross the street on no. a red light. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm suggesting. <laughs> Throw some, spit some gum out of your car while you're driving or something. Get a ticket. Let's see, maybe spit then you can get a. Gum out of your car, get a ticket. Do no. they still do that if you throw gum out the car? I don't know. I don't you know when the last time I seen somebody get that. a jaywalking ticket. I'm or, trying to think. I'm not. I don't mean to trivialize what Deshaun Watson did, but I'm. Uh, you know, the point is like he's getting. What are you getting rewarded for bad behavior? My point is this, Key. Deshaun, when they traded him, yes, before they even paid him the money, yes, had to give the Houston Texans three firsts, a third, and two fourths. 
three firsts, a third, and two fourths, and then gave him 230 fully guaranteed. Russell Wilson. Not as good as Deshaun Watson. Two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, tight end Noah Fant, defensive end Shelby Harris, and quarterback Drew Locke. So what I'm saying is there is some incentive. Oh, there's a lot of value to Lamar, but but what I but those two quarterbacks are seen different than Lamar's style of play. And and the reason I say that is because Deshaun has a little bit of ability to get out of the pocket, and Russell did too for a split second there. And both of them are people would think that they're a little more accurate at throwing the football than Lamar. Out of the 32 head coaches in the National Football League and the 32 offensive coordinators, I'd go on the record and say that there's probably seven head coaches and coordinators that would stand on the table for Lamar Jackson and get him and want to coach him up to be a quarterback. Probably seven. And out of the seven, four of them probably already got their quarterbacks for the future. So the market is necessarily smaller for Lamar than it because is for of his style, his style of play. And the people that want to make these decisions don't want to change what they do. They want to just you know, they're not going to he's not going to all of a sudden fit into what Bill Belichick wants to do. Bill Belichick doesn't that, that, that look at the quarterback that he has. Look at the quarterbacks that he's Man, always had. If I was had. an owner, if I was a franchise and I wasn't any good, I would look at Lamar, and then I would find a coach who knows what to do with him. Absolutely. Like, like this is what the Eagles did. Sirianni, here's Jalen Hurts. You think you can work with this? He's like, oh, yeah, I could work with this. Can you go get me A.J. Uh, Brown? Yeah, this is no problem. And they design runs and the whole thing, right? But hey, the thought process, though, Max, McDermott, how about you man? work with Josh Allen? He's kind of raw, big arm. He can run. You work with that? Yeah, yeah, I could work with that. Give me that. Yeah. But some of these people, though, Max, I'm just telling you. They just they, – they, they're lazy, and yeah. they don't want to coach it up, and they, they don't want to work with key. it, and they, they don't have the imagination. Yeah. They don't have those sort of things. Even in this day and age, no matter what's going on in, in the National Football League, they still want to run from it. Okay, Seriani made a decision. I want a job as a head coach. I'm going to Philly. like to win. And then oh, he has enough that I could – be creative with it, you know. Scott in Kentucky, you're on with Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Hey guys, awesome show, man! Every day I watch y'all show, best show in America. Yes. Hey, yes. I wanted to talk about. Thanks. I wanted to talk about Lamar. We always talk about, you know, Baltimore building this team around them, but it's not true. Ozzie Newton is not in that building anymore. When Lamar was drafted, do you know they passed on Chubb? So they they passed on Chubb to pick up another tight end. Chubb didn't go to second round. Then the next year, instead of getting Lamar a big receiver, they picked Hollywood Brown. They passed on A.J. Brown, D.K., and Debo, all in the same draft to pick up Hollywood Brown. This is the problem. The front office is the problem. Well, DK had DK had some medical issues. I think Debo might have had some medical issues. But Ozzy's yeah, not I, there. Actually, but to be honest with you, 
To be honest with you, I think all three of them might have had medical issues. But but Key Ozzy's not there, and he's the, Ozzy Newsom's the dude who drafted Lamar in the first place, right? Like it's yeah, not, but his protege is there. Okay, but they got to do a better job. I get that they run three tight end sets, and so they like tight but ends. That's they got to do a been, better job getting them targets. But it's not, it's not what they do. That's just and and, and I don't know how many times I got to scream and holler about what the style of hardball in the Ravens. It's not they're they're not looking to spend twenty five million dollars plus on a receiver. Finite just, resources, and if you emphasize that, you're de-emphasizing something else. When right? have you ever seen the Ravens? have a receiver that they spent money on. They went out and got right. they went out and got Smitty. Smitty was a thousand years old. Right. Okay? They had Derek Mason at the time was a thousand years old but productive. I mean I can go all the way that's just not what but they, they also do. haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time. Maybe they need I to underst- tweak the philosophy a it. little bit. I, I understand. But all organizations we'll got a philosophy. Sean Johnson, nice big target, good hands, you know, like come on. Nah, I had a chance to go to Baltimore Pass a long time ago. DeAndre Hopkins style. is available. Could be available. Yeah. How about DeAndre Hopkins in Baltimore? It would be good. Yes. That would be good. But are they going to give him what he's worth? All right, last word from this call. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, hey, last point. The Baltimore Ravens and the fans are having to bite the bullet because now the organization is sitting back and saying, because all these owners don't want to give these guys, you know, guaranteed money. Okay, guess what's going to happen? We're going to end up losing Lamar Jackson, and then they're going to pay Cincinnati's quarterback and the Chargers quarterback. They're going to give them guaranteed contracts, but the Baltimore Ravens fans are going to lose their franchise quarterback. Thanks, guys. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily know that. I don't know that Lamar going nowhere, man. I don't know it either, but I think there's I a know. real possibility. I think, like, I, I, when they started playing around, I thought, ooh, you're playing with fire. But it's going to be hard, Max, to not pay him when everybody else is getting paid. I agree. I don't think they want uh, but, to. But here, okay, so here's one of the problems that, that Lamar hold faces. Hold on, wait. Let's hold that thought and do it on the other side of commercial. Okay, I'll break. back up. All right. <laughs> key. Put it back in my brain. Tell you the, the key is going to tell you the problem the Ravens are facing with Lamar. 888-SAY-ESPN. Which underdog is going to win this weekend? Keyshawn, J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. When on the field, Lamar Jackson's the best player in football. Have we seen the last of him in a Ravens uniform? I don't believe so, but I think it's a situation that they've got to correct and get right. But I don't believe that he's done as a Raven... I want to state for the record right now, Yates and uh, and uh, uh, Pat and everybody, 
what prefaced me saying went on the field. I said there's a very good argument to make, and I might even make it, that Lamar when he's on the field. So what you're going to do is you're going to clip that and then yell at me that I stated that that was the case and then go back and show me that clip. I see Correct. how these guys operate. Only at 15 seconds. Something had to go. Key, you had a, a thought that we wanted to get to, uh, but we were up against commercial break. What was it? Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, we were talking about Lamar's contract and the money and all that, and I was, and I was saying to myself, these other quarterbacks, if Lamar truly, and we don't know this because he's never said it, we're just speculating or whatever, that he wants a deal comparable to Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed $230-plus million deal, that these other quarterbacks that, have come after Deshaun isn't going to really do Lamar any justice. And what I mean by that is when you look at the deals that was recently done by uh, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, they came after Deshaun. They didn't push the envelope to get to Deshaun's level, whether they won MVP trophies or not. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl and been to two of them. He was traded to the Denver Broncos for a haul. You rattled it off to two picks and the players and this and that. He didn't do a deal prior to the trade. He did a deal after he was traded. So, therefore, he held the leverage. He could have walked into a new owner that just bought the team that spent billions of dollars and said, hey, man, I got to get the same amount of money as uh, Deshaun Watson because I got to keep the quarterback market where it needs to be. Instead, he basically gave them in the quarterback market a hometown discount which now the Ravens can point to that and go, well, Russell Wilson only signed for this. And your point is, well, he didn't win the MVP, but he got two Super Bowl appearances and won one. And then when you look at Kyler Murray's deal, Kyler Murray's deal was an extension that he didn't have. He had leverage, but he didn't have the Deshaun Watson leverage, so he settled at about a buck sixty and some change on the guaranteed side of the money too. Now when you start talking about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, I think are the next two big money deals at the quarterback position that could potentially be up and ready to go. I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals giving 230 a fully guaranteed contract. And I don't see those two guys at the Chargers or the Spanos family doing it either. I don't I just don't see it. They'll take less money. So now Lamar has to rely on them to do a certain deal for him to be able to argue, hey, they what about me? That's what I. That's that was the conversation I was gonna have. It's interesting, right? Like, because you don't, as part of a union, you also have sort of a responsibility for the people coming down the pike. Right? Absolutely. Like, when when I was traded from the New York Jets to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we sat down with Rich McKay, and we did my deal. We said I want to be the highest paid player in the history of the NFL at the receiver position. Period. Because I knew Randy Moss was coming behind me, and he was gonna pass me up. I I did. It didn't matter to me. It's a I just bit. needed to get that number. It's a little bit of a game, though, that the owners run on the players because in the end there's a finite amount of money, and to be the highest-paid player, you still got a cap. So really you're doing something for the receiver position more than for like just players' reps, right? It's like receivers it's, it's for the versus position. quarterbacks versus yeah, yeah. for the position. Yeah, like, is, like, yeah. like when you have uh, Larry Tunsil, I think it is, who said he wants to be the highest-paid left tackle in the game. Right. Now does that mean by a dollar? Or does it mean by $10 million? It doesn't matter. I want to be the highest paid player at that position in the game. It would matter because to me. the next guy million. is coming right behind me, and I want to make sure that it's set a certain way. So if I take a discount, you as an owner and a general manager are going to point to that player and say, well, 
what, what, what is this? Even this with is Russell the Wilson's discount, though, they still shortchanged Lamar by thirty million. I I understand that. Now I get it. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Um, Let's take some calls. Key, you want to take some calls on this? We could take some calls. I thought we were going to talk about that NDNA, but I guess not. Yeah, we we can. We could push that a little bit. No, we're taking calls. Go ahead. We want to talk about it. CJ in Florida, you're on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. We talk about the perfect landing spot for Derek Carr, and I'm, I'm disappointed that Keyshawn didn't jump all over this. But there, there's a team in a conference that's as soft as a marshmallow, that has a dominant defense, that has uh, a electric dual-threat running back, a young explosive wide receiver, and Keyshawn's nephew. And now I hear this morning that Sean Payton could come back if, if things lined up. The Saints are the perfect place for Derek Carr. That they, they have everything lined up. They're in a conference where nobody had a winning record this year. And Carr can step in there with what they have on offense. That defense that only gave up 30 points three times this year. And they are instant contenders, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I didn't even – it just – I don't know, for whatever reason, the New Orleans just didn't even – it wasn't something that my mind was on. I think they just such a disappointment this year. I wasn't even thinking about them. But you're right. I, I dropped the ball on that. Max, how could you allow me to drop the ball? Well, I think the I think the Saints need a little more, right? Like they, the thing about the difference between the Jets and nah, the Saints. No, they is, need a quarterback. I don't. The, the Saints. They the, need a quarterback. The Jets have young, ascending talent. Yeah, but the Saints. Right? The Saints. Are, they need a quarterback. That's all they no, need. I, for sure. Do you think that's all they need? I mean, they could obviously pick up a piece or two here and stay healthy, but if they stayed healthy and the quarterback stayed healthy, they would have been all right. They would have been okay. Ryan, just overlooking your own family. How dare you? Ryan. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> North Carolina. He's right. You're wrong. KJ. I screwed that one up. ESPN. Internet's going to get me. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm telling the Raiders to cut me. I'm calling my agent, and I'm saying, get me to South Beach. Get me to Miami. You talk about a team that's ready to win. They got two great wide receivers, a good defense. You yeah. don't know the future of Tua. Yeah. And my biggest thing, the biggest reason is Mike McDaniels runs that San Francisco offense. You're telling me that Derek Carr wouldn't exceed expectations in that San Francisco offense? No, you're right. San Francisco, I mean, uh, Miami's a good landing spot too. It's a good landing spot, but the problem is, what are they? What what are they going to do with Tua? That's the that's the. Uh, wait, wait, why is San Francisco a good landing spot? No, no, I said Miami. Oh yeah, Miami. Did I say San Francisco? I meant Miami. I if I said, said San Francisco, my fault. If I meant Miami. Yo, because he said San Francisco's running the offense. Miami's yeah. running San Francisco's offense. offense yeah. And then I said San Francisco, and then I said Miami, so it could have screwed your mind up. Well, yeah, you yeah, know, maybe. the moment somebody says anything, you you go all over the place. Squirrel. But I think in Miami, he fits perfectly in Miami. But what's going to happen to Tua though, Max? Like that's the million dollar question. Or they're going to extend to a, a pickup to his fifth year option by May. Um, you know, are they going to give him an extension? Like, what what's the plan with him at the quarterback spot? If there's no plan with him at the quarterback spot and it's time to move on, then Miami, to me, makes a better, more sense than the New York Jets. 
Uh, what would you think about, like, if you were running an organization, Key? Remember, I'm your assistant GM coach guy. If if uh, if we're you're running special assistant, special assistant to the head coach, to the head coach slash, slash general GM, manager, yeah, special assistant. So okay, so this is our organization now. What are we doing about Tua? Do I even really have to ask? Well, what what I would probably do is I would reward him by paying out the remainder of his contract and parting ways with him because of his health concerns. Um, and I probably would convince my owner to do that and talk to the young man about his future health. But I would reward him the remainder of his I mean, contract. As it relates to Derek Carr, yeah, Miami would be a landing spot, you would think. Yeah, I would then go after Derek Carr. Coming up, which underdog has a real chance to win this weekend? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're Who's presented by real? Progressive Insurance. Who's not? Underdogs who will win this week, Key. Real or not real, Pat Costello, what we got? We got Seattle plus 10 at San Francisco. Key, real or not real, Seattle wins this week. That's not real. Seattle's not going to win the football game. San Francisco is playing pretty good football. Ten in a row right now. Brock Purday, or Pritte, or however you want to say, is doing his job, doing exactly what they wanted him to do, was not turn the football over, stay play within himself, and that's what he's doing. Okay, this is underdogs who will win this week. I should say since 2017 – Underdogs are 16 and 8 against the spread. It's different than winning, but still, two thirds of the time, they're beating the spread um, in spite of going 1 and 5 against the spread last season. Overall, underdogs have covered in 61% of all playoff games since 2017. So I like Seattle against the spread, but I'm with Key. Not real in terms of them actually winning the game. The Chargers are 1.8 or one-and-a-half-point underdogs at Jacksonville. Key, real or not real, the Chargers win? Not real. I'm, it's not real because I'm, I've am i been around Max too long now, and his germs are now on me, so I'm going to spread them a little bit so I can have some content to talk about when Brandon Staley's fired. But I, in all honesty, I don't think the Jaguars are going to give this game up. They beat them earlier in the season down in Los Angeles and manhandled them, not just beat them, beat them down – made them think twice about what type of football team they were. And I think you're going to see some of the same things uh, against the Chargers in Jacksonville this weekend. Yes, germs are contagious. I, I, I kind of feel like you do, Key, but I'm going to take the Chargers just because, man, that organization, and also like Herbert, but even though you're right, like might be maybe the best thing for him, get bounced, get beat up in the first round, and then go bring in Sean Payton, right? Now all bets are off. I'm still going to go ahead and say, man, I just believe in Justin Herbert, so I'm going to take the charge. Well, I, I, look, Bosa is banged up again. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, they took him out of the game after week 18, after 20-something plays, when he was missing before. Then Brandon Staley is playing Mike Williams, who hurt his back, who hadn't practiced all week long. Like, like, I, you know, you need Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out there yeah, for Justin man. Herbert to really do his thing. You need your little little uh, route guy plus your 50-50 guy and the whole thing, and they may not have it. Time will Brandon tell. Brandon Staley yeah. playing top-line players in a meaningless game. Something you would do, Max. <laughs> Actually, uh, I am the special assistant to the head coach slash GM. How dare you speak to me this way? I actually messed that lineup. By the way, Jacksonville is getting one and a half points. Uh, Miami, 13 and a half point underdogs at Buffalo Key. Real or not real, Miami wins this week. Miami, I don't think Miami's going to win with a third-string quarterback in Buffalo with everything aligned for the Bills to make a strong run to be in Arizona. Uh, everything's aligned for them. I, I don't see where they're going to fail against the Miami Dog. I just, it's, nah. And Miami played them well the first time around, but Tua was that quarterback. Ditto. Ibid. Whatever the word is that, yes, sign off. Correct. Next. We're playing real or not real underdogs who will win this week. The Giants are plus three underdogs at Minnesota. Key, real or not real, Max's team is going to win their way. Real. I think they're going to win their way. And and when you think about the way that they played them the first time around, it took a 60-plus yard field goal at the end of regulation for Minnesota to get out of the building with a W. I don't know that that magic will carry over to this game against the Giants. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, well-rested, ready to get after them. The defense getting some help back on the back end of the secondary to control Jamar Chase and Thielen. So let's see if they can get the football into Dalvin Cook's hands on the offensive side of the ball and create some havoc, but I don't think so. Okay. The Giants social media team, I'm talking to you right now because they posted something of me before, Key wearing this shirt that they sent me, but the, the New York thing got cut off, so I'm going to stand up so they get a clean shot. There it is. There it is. How's that? Get that? Social media, tweet that one out. All right. Yeah, Giants are going to win this game. Next. Baltimore, nine-and-a-half point underdogs. That Cincinnati key, real or not real, Baltimore wins this week. Not real. Again, when you're missing your star-studded quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who obviously is nursing the injury and can't play in this football game, um, Cincinnati is too powerful of an offense, good on defense, solid and sound. And I know Huntley could potentially play in this game coming off a shoulder injury, but it's not the same as Lamar Jackson. It just He could do some little stuff that make you go, oh, okay, okay, but in the, in the end, it's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, man, it's uh, not real. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, I think they – I mean, Baltimore does have a nice defense, but I, I'm wondering, like, nine and a half points, a lot to – be giving in the NFL, but they might even cover here. All right, last one, Key. Tampa Bay is getting two in a hook versus Dallas at home. Real or not real, Tampa Bay wins this week. Not real. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will beat the Dallas Cowboys no matter what people feel about Dak Prescott's turnover issues that he's had over the last several weeks of the game that they dropped against the Commanders in Week 18. I think Tampa Bay offensive line is going to hurt them because the defensive front for the Dallas Cowboys, they can pin their ears back. If they get up early on Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay has to drop back and pass protect, them dudes are going to kilt, K-I-L-T, Tom Brady. It's funny because this is a game I could see going one of two ways. The Bucks nip them or the Cowboys wreck them. And I, I'll take the Bucks nipping them. So I'm going to say uh, the underdog wins here. Bucks beat the Cowboys in America's Bowl. 
by the way, just imagine if that's the last win of Tom Brady's career, beating the Cowboys on a Monday night in the playoffs as underdog. He's 7-0 and against the Cowboys. Key, Lifetime. how about this one? Lifetime, he's got 35 playoff wins, Brady. Do you know what the Cowboys' playoff win total is throughout their entire franchise history? 35. He got as many wins as the whole Cowboy. How about man, this one? Stop, Key? man. Key, how about this one? Dude's been in the league 23 years, right? The Cowboys over that time have three playoff wins. He's got 35. If he gets 36, he'll have 12 times as many playoff wins as that whole franchise. I know. It's like, it's, it's, it's like the stats people put up. This player has more points than the entire team in the second half. Yeah, that's okay, right. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I've never rooted for Tom Brady so hard in my life as I am in this game. Maybe, that, maybe I'll jinx him. I don't know. I hope not. He's 7-0 against the Cowboys. We're showing these stats right now on ESPNU. He averages just about 280 or 277.9 yards a game, and his touchdown-to-interception ratio is 15-5, to 3-1 ratio. But let's be honest. He's 7-0. He's always had better teams than the Cowboys. He's always had better teams than the Cowboys. Because he's on them. They, but, but, Stop. Put Tom Brady on the Cowboys right now. They win the Super Bowl. Man, stop, man. This Tom stop. Brady. Wait, if you put this Tom Brady on the Cowboys, what stop. happens right now, stop. Key? What happens? Yeah, this Tom Brady. 92-year-old Tom Brady on this Cowboys team. What the happens? Same thing, the same thing that happened. They would make the playoffs. And what else? They might win a playoff game. And what else? They're not going to the Super Bowl. Oh, they if that's might what you if around. that's what you want me to say, they might mess around. They might get they yeah, might that, get but, clipped but, by the Eagles or the Niners. Yeah, that, but and that, and that, no, that's true because he's going to do everything right. He's not going to make any yeah. mistakes. Yes, what you've been asking yeah. for from Dak. Yeah, no, he's going to do that. Yeah, he's going to do that, and he's going to probably control what they do so he doesn't make the mistakes. All right, we need to take some phone calls. The problem is this key, man. What happened to my? I love the this sound Pat of my dude, own voice. man, and, and you love the sound of yours. That's the problem. No. My Pat, the Pat didn't do what I asked. It. Pat, man, you he did it again, he whatever left, you he did. He left the room. He didn't want to ask whatever. about uh, uh, NDA, NDAs or NDAs, excuse me. Yeah, NDAs. We're going to carry it up. We're going to talk about that about on NDAs? the other side. Yeah, something came up that Nuno was interested in wanting to know about, and he wanted to ask me and Jay, but Jay's not here, so I have to fill in for Jay on this one. Plus your calls, plus will the Dolphins move on to a tongue of Eloa? Keyshawn, Jay will next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.